Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome into a special edition of the Pod Ski. We got myself, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker, and we got always loyal to the soil with the show, but he wanted to run in. What up, Mott? Oh, yeah. Unreal. It's Justin Andretti himself. Welcome back on to the pod. Unbelievable. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You've been wanting that one for a while. It's, it's it's so good. That music's excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh what a what a topic we got today. We're gonna cover everything that's kind of happened. Uh we're gonna have a run-in too. JC's gonna do a run-in here. Um and we're going to talk about just everything that's going on with WWE and Vince McMahon and all his shenanigans and whether or not we think this sale is actually real. And but uh, what what do you what do you been uh, watching wrestling wise? Did you did you say that you were watching all the in your houses in a row? Uh, I'm watching them with the pay-per-views. So I watched uh, in your house one. King of the ring. In your house two, um, SummerSlam '95, and then in your house three. So what what is the goal of that? What are you trying to What are you trying to accomplish with all of that? Mm, I guess that's a good question. I really don't really <laughs> have a goal. Uh, just trying to actually watch the new generation stuff because I never watched it before. So I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get built up until I get to. Because I want to rewatch the Attitude Era stuff again, and then obviously that'll lead into me watching the Ruthless Aggression stuff again. So I kind of just want to watch it all in a row and see how it evolved. And because it is, it's really interesting to see like where they're at in '93, and then look at where they're at in '95. It's not really that much different. Yeah. But then the real jump happens coming up in '96. Yeah, for sure. I uh I just been throwing stuff on in the background this week while I've been working and trying to catch up after the holidays. So I watched uh uh Fall Brawl '95 yesterday, um, which is awesome, dude. That that opening match with uh Johnny B. Bad and Brian Pillman is is awesome. They go like 35 minutes in that damn match. Both those guys are in there killing it. They, they excellent excellent match. And then that uh it also was that um. The Cobra versus uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman match, where Pittman repels from a rope into the second ring and then crawls on his belly and then chokes Cobra with an ammo belt. <laughs> and I think I stood up and clapped whenever that happened. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm trying to think who else is on that. That was DDP Renegade is on that. I mean, the Renegade is fucking awesome. Um, I'm trying to think. Harlem Heat wrestled somebody, um, and then then the uh, the main event, the War Games match, was um, 
um, Hogan. Uh, God, who else was in that damn match? I'm trying to think. Is that um, the, uh, like House Hogan, of- Hogan Savage Luger's thing defeated the, the Dungeon of Doom, Kamala, Zodiac, Mang, and the Shark. And I laugh my ass off because they build the shark from the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, also, uh, Arn vs. Flair. Arn vs. Flair was on that card. Oh, nice. What yeah, that was a good match, too. Yeah, that, that show's good. That show's pretty good. But I, I really like the uh, the the pre-NWO WCW days are, are, a pretty, are a pretty guilty pleasure of mine to go back and watch. So I, I, I love going back and watching all that stuff. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. They're so much better than WWE. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even realize how good the early w the early 90s wcw stuff was it's fantastic yeah but i watched a bunch of uh like i said before i have that iwtv subscription so i've been going through and watching uh, indie shows from december and catching up on that and making notes um about some of the guys and putting kind of so dude i, I i've gone i've gone way way over the over what's required of me on this podcast already so i already started making notes on my phone about kind of um who because we we talked about doing like a mid-year um independent wrestling recap right like giving Mm -hmm. awards like like mid-year awards yeah so i went through and started writing people's names down um and putting like yeah and putting like putting like plus signs every time by their name every time i see them and they do something cool so I've got a I've got a pretty good list of guys in my phone already and 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 women in my phone too um that I've already sort of put in kind of plus signs by their names every time I see them. So I've got I've got a pretty good list already going of who I think um is pretty damn good on the independent scene as of right now. But look man, I'm I haven't I haven't really jumped into um independent wrestling. This this is the first time over the past month is the first time I really got back into it. Um, since probably like pre-pandemic so there's a lot of people that have moved around or just quit or you know there's obviously a million new people to check out a a million new promotions because those those promotions man they they pop up and they go away so quick that you know they don't they don't always last forever i mean even when you go on like um like on fight i'll go on to fight and i'll just you know look for promotions that i that i used to watch all the time and they quit running shows like 2017 so like there's there's a lot of stuff that just kind of disappears but i'm I'm trying to go back through and, and find the promotions that are pretty stable that are running shows pretty regularly and, and writing down the names of towns that they have coming in and out of there and there's obviously promotions that i like a lot more than the others but um you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. Like that, it's, it's such a fun, easy thing to do at night. You know, whenever everybody goes to bed and you're kind of still up and you're, you know, an alcoholic like I am and you're drinking and watching a little, little wrestling to just throw on an, an independent show from wherever and, and see what, see what they got going on. But I mean, obviously I fast forward a lot of that stuff too, you know, where there's people that, you know, I don't, I just don't care enough to watch or they're, you know, they're not very good or whatever at this point, but, um, but it's been a lot of fun, man, going through those shows and, and just trying to find hidden talent and kind of, you know, grading them out a little bit. So that we can we can talk about these guys and really give them a good a good presentation and, and kind of a, a platform here to talk about them and, and where they're at with their career and where they might be headed. Yeah, I think that the fact that we put those independent people on the pedestal that we did for the holiday show that was really cool because those people like you could clearly tell that those people like Dumboise and Reagan and like all of those women like they instantly were interacting with it liking it sharing it like it was awesome well the thing the thing is man is they don't get much credit you know whether it, it, unless they're 
unless they're in NXT or they're in developmental or something like that, or they're on, you know, dark or elevation or whatever, they're not, they're not really getting to a mass audience, but, you know, being able to, to see that. And, you know, I, I tell, um, I tell people all the time too, you know, in, in my line of work that when you, when you start hearing from strangers that, that see how good you are at what you do and you start, you know, hearing, hearing people that, that, you know, don't know you telling you that you're good and Hey, we watched your film or we watched your match or whatever it ends up being. And we think you've got a lot of talent. I mean, that, that can make a really big, really big impact on somebody just from, just from like a morale standpoint, man. Cause like when you're, when you're grinding away um, on the indie scene or, or, you know, your whatever your profession is where you're not at the top yet and you want to be at the top, um, it can get really frustrating. And it can, there's a lot of days that are up and down every single day with, you know, questioning whether or not you, you're even, you're even should even keep pursuing this or not. Right. But you know, that, that to me is, is a big deal. And I like to just kind of give back as much as we can. And look, I, I know, you know, we're not changing the world here with anything, but just being able to, to give people a pat on the back and tell them, Hey, we don't even know who the hell you are. And we just turned on YouTube and one of your random matches came on and we thought you look pretty damn good. That, that, that is a pretty, a pretty big confidence boost. I think sometimes. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I just think it's so awesome that we got like the interactions from like, we didn't really get any interactions from the big stars. I wasn't planning on I mean, you're not good. You're not going to, you know I mean? Like I don't think Roman Reigns is going to, you know, interact with a Instagram post too much, but you know, this, the thing is too, man, like fantastic if he did, if you're, yeah, if but you want to, you want to spread it around. And even though, you know, the, the Ponsky is still, still young in it's uh you know, development and everything, but you still, you still have a platform and you still want to kind of give back to the, profession and, and pat people on the back as much as you can and say hey man we watched your stuff and we thought it was really good and we wanted to kind of reward you for that in in our own kind of small way i tell you what is going to be a heated heated race for male uh unsigned male male talent there's a heated race between dan barry and mance warner this year yeah yeah old, old mancer had a promo on MLW from last, I, I started watching MLW again because I hate myself. So I, I started watching that, um, and, and I quit watching MLW years ago because it just was driving me out of my fucking mind. But then um, I was like, you know what, man, New Year, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give MLW a, a, a fresh a fresh shot. So I, I jumped back in and I watched like the last two or three episodes now that they've had on, and they were pretty good. They actually were pretty good. But they had um, um, Vance Warner's back in there, which is which is good to see. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, a friend of the Potsky, um, through, <laughs> at least through, uh, at least through cameo, but, um, it was pretty fun to see him. You know, he did a funny promo last night where he's talking a thousand miles an hour and he's got a David Allen co guitar and he's hitting on the freaking interview girl and he's asking her out and they're going to the bar and all this shit. And it was, it was pretty damn funny. Oh, I need to watch that. But he had a good, he had a good, uh, hardcore match with Mads Kruger. Um, I don't know if he's still, I don't know if he's still under uh MLW contract or not, or if he's kind of sniffing around going someplace else, but he's, a, I, I was telling, I was telling Mongoose about this last night, you know, because Mongoose said that they were, they came out with those MLW figures, which all look good. They all look really good. Those, those figures look good. I'm not, I'm not going to spend 40 bucks a pop to buy them, but they look awesome. But um, the one that he said that there was a character that he wasn't even familiar with at all. And I looked it up and it was Matt's Kruger. Now Kruger is this really big, pretty athletic, not super mobile guy. Um, he's a little, little tight. Um, did is kind of like a, kind of like a cane, a cane type in the sense that he, um, 
he doesn't really need to have belts. You know what I mean? Like he's just a big presence. There's kind of like a big killer that goes in there and can work with anybody. Right. So that, that guy, I think there's a lot of appeal there with that guy where he could go work for work for any promotion, whether it ends up being, you know, a, a big stage like like New Japan or, you know, ML or, you know, WWF or, or AEW or whatever it ends up being. I mean, that there there's probably a place for that guy on on pretty much any roster because he's he can he can kind of do anything. And he's got such a he's got such a presence, man. And he, and he he's just got this kind of like like really evil killer presence with a mask. And he's not, he's not like a supernatural guy, like, uh, you know, like Kane or the undertaker, but they had him in that Contra unit in MLW for a while, which I, with Jacob Fatu, and they were pretty awesome. Those guys were pretty awesome. So he was kind of like the big enforcer killer guy in that group. Uh, but I think they, they kind of set that character up where he was like a, I think he was like a South African um, mercenary or something, you know, with like a military mercenary or something like that. But um, it was pretty cool. It, the, the guys, the guys fun to watch just from a present standpoint. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Cause I saw the figure reveals too for MLW and I had no idea who that guy was either. So I was at least glad that somebody at least in the group chat knew who he was. So yeah, I, knew, I thought, again, I thought all those figures looked really good, but I'm just not, I'm not going to pop and buy those figures for 40 bucks. There's, there's, there's no way I'm spending, I'm not spending $40 on a Hammerstone figure. I'm just not doing it. Well, geez, you need to get it together. Yeah. Well, I need to get a freaking third job to keep up with the goddamn figures that have been coming out. Yeah, speaking of figures, I picked up, uh, I got a couple pickups. The I was on Mercari the other day, and I somebody posted a Triple H. I said it was a Triple H ringside collectibles, and I was like, what? Like, that's not what that is. And they put it up for 25 bucks. Well, then I started looking, and it was the Defining Moments, which you can't find that thing cheap. So I offered him and it was like kind of beat up. And so I offered him 20 bucks and he accepted it. And it was the, it's, it's the defining moments, triple H. It doesn't have the coat or the pants or the shirt, but it's like the figure. And I just took a magic eraser to it. It looks brand new. It looks fantastic. That's, cool. That's good. And so that fed into my, you know, infatuation with triple H. And the uh, other one I got was the, um the raw 30th anniversary i got the one two three kid yeah which cool. that, that pack is awesome but I, i'm not spending 64 dollars on an undertaker and a razor whenever the no. ultimate razor is coming out soon anyway so and i really don't need that entrance especially since i have the new gen the mattel creations one like i don't need any of that so but yeah, yeah the, the most the most recent figure because I kind of been on a hiatus uh, buying figures for the last you know the last year or so, but I still keep up with it pretty much every day. But um, the last figure I got was was from the mongoose, and then mongoose sent me uh, sent me the one man, the one man gang micro brawler for uh, for Christmas, which was awesome. He gave me a flying Brian Pillman. That's awesome. You know, I have the uh, I have the flying Brian Galoob unopened still. Seriously. I don't know how much that's worth at this point, but it's I do I do have it unopened. Uh, let me look. I'm trying to think if that, if I if I have any other galoobs unopened. I don't think I do. I think that's the only galoob I have that's unopened. But I I want to kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna put my toes in the water a little bit this year and take a look at the uh, the UK um, the UK Freebirds. I think I'm gonna try to get them. If I if I don't get any other figures this whole year, like from the past. I think I'm gonna to try to, to try to pick those up. What's the carding look on, uh, look like on it? 
I think it's just his face. No, like uh, like what condition is yours in? Oh, it's good, really good. Uh, you could get like somebody has it up here for one nineteen two hundred. Okay. Another person has. I mean, there's a really bad bubble. That one's for fifty three, but it's like thirty three dollars shipping. But it's in Italy, so they don't even know what they got. Probably. Yeah. Well, that ain't bad. If I can get a hundred bucks for it at some point, it'll be good. Yeah. I'll probably hold on to it for a while. There's, I mean, there's no rush to sell that stuff, but I have, I was surprised at how much stuff I still had on the card. And I, I know I told you this before too, but I have all those, I have all those uh, Hasbro green cards um, still in the, in the packaging. Like I have a couple, I have a couple of Yokozunas. I know that. And I have the, I know I have the Bart gun, you know, in the package still. Um, so I've got a pretty good amount of Hasbros that run open. Nice. Yeah. yeah those, um, those Hasbros, man, they're awesome. And I'd love to have, like a Hogan on card, but I mean, you're going to spend it. You're going to spend at least a hundred bucks on it. I'd like to have, I'd like to have a bar gun opened, you know, maybe, maybe at some point I'll, I'll spring for that and just, just try to get a, a, an open bar gun. Well, you should be able to at least find one of those pretty easily. I just don't want to pay for it. Well, yeah, that too. None of us ever want to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> But like you know, on, like honestly, man, maybe the maybe the El Gigante, you know, UK um, Galoob might be something I look into, or that, or the, I, you you were talking about this thing with the jacket, right? That's the UK one. It's okay. black, the black and pink jacket. Yeah. Do you have that? Do you have that? No, I don't have it. I have the regular release. I got that thing for like five bucks. Yeah, you can get the things for really cheap, and and the flares. Yeah, because there's just so many of them that were made. Yeah, no, I know JC is looking for the UK one because he is a sting. He's a sting stand. Yeah. And I sold that. I sold that uh, TNA Legends sting, the the Jacks one that I had. Which one, the Joker or the? No, it's it, it's a it's a Jacks uh, kind of like the, the ruthless aggression uh, mold. Oh yeah 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 I know what you're talking the, about. Orange and the orange and blue one. I had it in the package for years and years, and I sold it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I have the uh, Great American Bash one. The uh, yeah, that the that's not a that's a ringside exclusive. It's the basically the deluxe aggression style, which is an awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you? I mean, what else are you kind of looking for in terms of like if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a figure from the past this year, what are you thinking about jumping into? Are you thinking about jumping in any any different lines? No, uh, right now I'm sticking strictly to elites or ultimates, and that's just because I'm I have limited space now because I filled out. I've I only have like maybe I have a few spots where I can replace things like because I have a Brett uh, ruthless aggression that I want to replace with that Brett ultimate that comes out soon. Um, I have a razor defining moments that I'm going to replace with the razor ultimate. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. So if I can get, if I have a figure now I, and I can get a better version of it, I'm going to sell the old version, but then keep the better version. Sure. Because that's what I did with, uh, I had a doink that I sold that because like, I got the new gen doink. I sold the other one. Uh, I had a diesel uh, I, and I got the new gen diesel. So I'm, that's, that's basically what I'm doing. But if I'm going back to get an old figure, I want to get, Basically, what I'm looking for now 
or the clothing, the the actual original clothing pieces to piece together that Triple H. Yeah. That way I got the complete set. So yeah, that's kind of what I, I think. I think I've gone. I, I mean, I've gone as far as I'm going to go. I think, man, with the with the Hasbro's. I mean, the the I'm not going to buy that one, two, three kid because I'm not spending seven hundred bucks. It's just I, I'm never I'm never going to be in the position where I buy it. So I, it, like I got to get over that. But the uh, the only other Hasbro's that I would really want would be um, the um, the uh, as, as stupid as it sounds, the the repaints of the Bushwhackers. Like the 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 tan bushwhackers, is that the, is about, the two pack? Yeah, about the those are about the only ones that I would even I would even consider getting this one because I think I, I think I pretty much have everything else, but I, I kind of want the uh, I kind of want that yellow ring, the the King of the Ring Hasbro ring. Yeah, that one is sick. I kind of want that, and I think Did I, you have I that? what's that? Didn't you have that as a no, kid? Mongoose had it when he was a kid, and his mom okay. got rid of it. It was in the attic. <laughs> his fucking mom threw it away. Fucking Charlotte, dude. When do I see her again? The ring of her neck to throw that damn thing away. <laughs> that thing is so valuable. It's awesome. It's cool looking too, man. It's really cool. It is really cool. I wish they brought back the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 even the Mattel one. Yeah, but the uh, I think I've I've pretty much gone as far as I'm going to go with the with the Remco's too because I, I might, like I said before, I might get the ref. This year, at some point, I might just throw forty-five down and get the ref. But I don't think um, I don't think I'm going any further with the Remco's. They're just I'm I'm just at a place where the 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 couple that I don't have are so expensive that I'm never going to get them. Oh my gosh! Um, so I pulled up the Hasbro yellow ring on eBay. One listing is three eighty with four bids, and there's two hours left. What are we doing, man? There's a hundred and thirty-three. Seven ninety nine. No chance. Not not even for a hundred bucks. I'm not buying. There's it one. Bucks. There is one mint in box in in plastic. <laughs> for what? Three grand. It's graded. It's Sorry. graded for guess how much? It's more than three grand. Are you fucking serious? I'm gonna sell uh, uh thirty five hundred. Uh nine nineteen thousand. <laughs> nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Free shipping though. Oh my god, dude! Here's one that has awful ropes. Is six forty nine? Oh, 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 a little high. A little here's high. One here's one that's not put together. It has all of the pe- all the posts pulled out, the ropes and everything. Sticker doesn't look. The uh, sticker's a little rough. But you know, this- you know what's funny? I just thought of you know how like our our like uh, our dad's generation and like our grandfather's generation. Well, probably more so our dad's generation. will we'll, like wanna wanna fix up like a muscle car. Uh huh. I just thought of like my <laughs> version of that is buying the GI Joe aircraft carrier and getting old pieces, <laughs> which is probably the same price <laughs> as a vehicle. Put wheels on that fucking thing and drive it. <laughs> lay lay on that thing like it's a surfboard. I don't think I know what that is. The aircraft carrier? Yeah, bro, it's it's six, six feet. it's six feet. Nah, yeah, it is. I'm Look it up real quick. It's six goddamn feet, dude. And I want I wanted that thing when I was a little kid and didn't get it because it was too expensive. Well, now of course it's thousands of dollars at this point. 
I'm just it's it's just unbelievable to look at that thing, man. Oh, that thing is sick. It's awesome. I this, have is one. Best, this is like the best place I've ever made. I have one that's it's not G.I. Joe, but I have an aircraft carrier. And I remember getting it for Christmas and I loved that thing. I don't even know what brand mine is, but it's at home. And it's it, that thing was sick. Yeah, that thing's that thing's six feet, dude. Because at one point I wanted to be a naval aviator because of Top Gun, and then I realized that they shot back, and then I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a naval aviator anymore. God, we were just talking about that the other night about, um, you know, being too being too tall to go into certain fields in in the military. Because I remember when a, a couple buddies of mine went into the National Guard, and they were talking about maybe going into the Air Force or going into the Army too. Um, I, I know I talked to the army and I told them I wanted to work in, I wanted to be in a tank, a tank crew. And they were like, you're too big, dude. You're too tall. There's no way. Mm -hmm. So that, that ruined my whole, my whole career, the military right there. Yeah. I just didn't have any aspirations to be, I mean, I did at one point and then I was like, nah, I'm good. So I thought, I thought at one point that I would get that aircraft carrier and use it as a coffee table. <laughs> In, in the in the middle of the living room but my wife has different ideas <laughs> about what looks good in the house <laughs> tell allison you're tell allison you're buying that damn thing and you're going to use it as a coffee table no i should i have all those rings on the wall i should just bring them down and then line them and, and create a table at them god Anyway, yeah. So I, I don't got I don't I don't know like I don't know where I'm going with my with my figure collecting. My figure collecting is in a is in a in a very foggy place right now. Or I don't know I don't know where I'm going to go with it. I don't know if I'm going to jump into you know jump into a different uh, a different uh, you know a different series like uh, you know get back into He Man or Masters of the Universe or something like that. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, I'm sticking strictly to elites and ultimates and. If I if I got an elite that comes in an ultimate edition that I like better than the elite, I'm gonna get it. Or if there's a if there's an elite that I have that a better elite comes out, then that's what I'm gonna do. What do you, what are your thoughts on the um on the the Mattel the fake Remco's that came out? They're cool. I don't have a place for them, but they're cool. Thinking about if if I get if I start a new wrestling line, it's probably gonna be that. There's people that are starting to dig into the Remco's. I'm really excited yeah. to see about Zombie Sailors, uh, Jeff Jarrett, because I think that's that's one that I'm making an exception for. I'm going to go get that Jeff Jarrett. Is that the Has? Is that is that the Hasbro? No, that's a six inch. Okay, I didn't know that. They, they already they're they just started um, delivering the they just started delivering the Hasbro's like they're already out. Okay, and I think people are just starting to get them. They got them like two weeks ago and. So people are getting them in. They said they're fantastic. Man, I, th yeah, those are those kind of like the niche studios that are putting out stuff like that. That that might be something to check into. There's like a there's a Dino Bravo and stuff like that in that line that I think would be pretty 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 cool. Yeah, the only problem with those is that like when they're they're out, that like that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to play with them, there's not. I mean, there's not really much to do at that point. Oh no! I meant like whenever they're like done. Oh, okay. oh my chance of going back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much they're going to be worth on open, or I mean, you know, open. I don't know how much their resale is going to be on that. 
I mean, probably at first they're probably pretty valuable because then pe- people realize like what they missed out on. But the, I don't know what the I don't know what the value of them is going to hold out to be. Yeah, they're cool though. Like yeah. really, I mean, if if the line goes for a few years and they get some characters that you never got before in Hasbro's and stuff like that, like they're doing that whole entire uh, orange card set. Okay. I'm pretty sure they got everybody that they could in the orange card. Who else? Who else was in that? Riveting audio we have right now. I know, right? We're both <laughs> shit up. I got the uh, I got the Danhausen one. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, it's he's not. He hasn't been shipped yet. So I mean, it looks like it looks like Luger Luger with the USA paint. Mo, Mabel. Jarrett, that doink looks pretty good, but it looks like it's the same body style as the uh, the original one. And then there's a diesel. I had the uh, I had the Bendem. I had the diesel Bendem that I used with my Hasbro's when I was a kid. Man, I can't get into Bendems. Yeah, they're not that great. Then there was a uh, looks like there's a Bastion Booger here too. Uh, yeah. man, they made some great characters in that line, man. They made fucking nails. They made. Uh, uh god who's the ludwig borga i mean there's a there's a lot of really good characters in that in that hasbro line yeah there are all right so if you are living under a rock or you're unaware (laughs) vince mcmahon is throwing all of his power around right now so uh what did you think when you heard that vince mcmahon was coming back into the fold i mean i wasn't shocked i mean i, I guess i kind of was but i wasn't i mean it, it just seemed like it was inevitable that at some point this dude was going to try to make a play to get back in the company and i thought with him always being the majority shareholder there was always a threat that that was going to happen and I, I just was hoping that he was going to come to his senses and realize that you're uh 77 years old you look like a fucking crank yanker uh <laughs> physically like come on dude at some point just just go away I, th- I was hoping that that was what it was going to be. Unfortunately, that was not what it is. So, you know, it was a little, it's a little alarming, you know, to have them, to have them come back. I mean, I, I think that they did a really good job without him being there. I mean, I don't know why, I don't know why anybody would think that they have to have him for anything other than just to, you know, sign his name on a fucking piece of paper. But it sounds like, and we know that the ego on that guy is, is just astronomical. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be some, some easy situation to deal with him with anything. So it was him having having him hanging around in any capacity is is a problem for everybody. <laughs> I'm dying at you calling him a crank yanker. I mean, look at this motherfucker, dude. He looks like a muppet. <laughs> dude, bro, you look like a muppet. Go away. Like no 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 when to say when. Oh my. JC's on. <laughs> Hello. There he is. J- Jay, welcome in, JC. To... From, from the International Space Station with that background. It's the only place I could get good chicken tenders and mac and cheese. All right. I like that. Um, you just you just missed my rant about calling Vince McMahon a crank ganger and a Muppet and a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. What a, way, what a time to come in. I'm dying at him calling Vince McMahon a crank ganger. I mean, the guy, I mean, just look in the mirror, bro, at some point and realize that you're you're a Muppet and it's time to go away. I mean, he looks like the Crypt Keeper's rich uncle. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I've seen some people with some hubris, but Vince McMahon takes the cake. Tell you what, I've never seen I've never seen a Tales from the Crypt episode anywhere near as bad as Raw has been in the last five years. <laughs> if you put the Crypt Keeper in a really ugly multicolor tie, you're basically getting the same thing. God. Look, we're all going to be there, man. We're all going to get old. We're all going to look like shit at some point. I mean, some of us already do. Some of us already do now. But it's like, you know, just just be. I, I hope that if when I'm that age, I'm smart enough to just bow out, dude, and just and just understand that you're not you're not there anymore mentally, and you gotta you gotta step out. You probably won't. You'll probably stick around, try to throw your weight around. I mean, it's awful, man. It's it's hard to see that, you know. I'm sure that we've all dealt with people like that in, in our own professions, whether. You know, with with winners, I mean, I'm sure he deals with doctors and stuff like that all the time that that are that are old now and they haven't really kept up with with you know the medical profession for 30 years and they're still practicing medicine the way they did 20, 30 years ago. You know, I'm sure that even with education, you know, JC, I'm sure you and I have both seen that where you've got administrators or you've got coaches or or just teachers that they haven't done anything new since '96. You know, and, and they don't they don't even know that it's time to go, man. You know, and it's really it's kind of sad to see it. It's sad to see that when when you've got when you've got people who, you know, they, they just they don't know that it's time to to just move on, man. And it's it's really sad to see that when as you get older. I kind of liken it to um not having a purpose besides work. Like it's sure. really easy, especially if you're good at something, to only have that. And I, and again, then you make billions of dollars on top of it and you're a TV star and, you know, that sort of stuff. So I understand the mentality and he has a ton of skin in the game, obviously, but it's like, I don't know. I look at it from my perspective, the career that I'm going into is usually like, there are some people who hang around into their seventies. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to have a barn full of wood and a shop full of tools, and I'm just going to make stuff until I die. Like, I think, I think too, though, that there's a there's a bigger thing here too, where our generation is a little bit different than the generation above us. They're just grinded to death with everything yeah. we did every day, and I think that I think that we have seen that either either consciously or, or or subconsciously. We've we've seen that in the people that are older than us, and we don't want that life, man. Like, I, I don't yeah. I, I don't want I don't want my dad's life. You know, my, no. my dad, my dad worked his ass off on the railroad every day for, for 50 years, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to, I don't want to be that guy, man, out there, out there in the freaking elements and swinging the sledgehammer and working freaking 12 hour days. I mean, there, there's no way. Was your yeah, dad Triple H? Definitely not. What's that? Triple <laughs> H? Yes, my father's Triple H with the sledgehammer. No, the, the true test of if someone is Triple H is if you have a golden shovel. That's what you need. <laughs> well, he might get the golden shovel right up his ass and out the door soon. Uh, yeah, not, we'll get to that in a little bit. So, JC, what was your uh, initial thoughts whenever you heard Vince was getting back into the fold, other than just a, a, a general sigh and a large eye roll? Uh, have you ever heard just a three-minute replaying of a wet fart noise? <laughs> that was that was about it. I. I I'm not surprised. Um, I was hoping he would go quietly into the good night and enjoy his billions of dollars, but of course not. And and I said to you about it, I was like, man, you know, I'm finally going to get to see my favorite wrestler, potentially, become world champion, 
and have this great story and be on top. And then it's going to be in a crappy way. And and I don't want to watch that. Like, I don't want to support that. It, 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 it was just disappointing. And like, they were close to getting me to watch again. And if what is rumored might come true and, you know, stuff today came back where they were like, okay, they haven't done that. It still could happen. Who knows? But I was just disappointed because I finally felt like they were in a good direction. Yeah, yeah I felt like they were, I felt like they were turning the corner and kind of you yeah. were starting to see the new vision and new people getting pushed and things like that. And it was a, it was a, a gigantic breath of fresh air to see some of those people. Yeah, it really was. I was a little. I, I, if you listen to the pod that I did earlier today, like basically I was pissed off about it and I'm genuinely disappointed because. Like what you said, JC, it seems like they finally got their footing. They were on the right track. And by all accounts, it seems like, you know, Vince is going to railroad this entire operation, not just the boardroom. He's going for it all. And and if he does go for it all, like that's just bad for everybody involved. So there's so many layers to it, too. That's the thing. He's not going to listen to anybody. Yeah. And it's not just a business. It's going to affect creative. It's going to affect the other companies, good or bad. But when the biggest dog in the yard isn't drawing eyes, that hurts the other companies. Mm-hmm. Not that he really cares about that, I don't think. But, you know, not when you're about to get an $8 billion or $8 billion check in your hand. Yeah. I mean, you just look over the dripping blood money and it's all good, right? So that brings up the question, too, about what is the point i mean what does he give a shit i I wondered about that he really he you know from from everything that i've ever heard he has a strained relationship with his kids he probably has a strained relationship with his grandkids he probably hasn't talked to his wife in 20 years i mean like what what exactly does he give a shit if that company sells for a dollar 50 or a hundred billion who cares bro you're gonna be dead in 10 months what do you care where's the money going why does he give a shit? Well, he's got more women to pay off, I guess. <laughs> Holy hell. He's got, he's got, as Mongo once said, he's got a list of women on scholarship. <laughs> yeah, he's got to, he's got to pay for all the paint, all the, all the, the, the cat scratches on Ashley Mazzaro's hotel room door in the middle Jesus. of the fucking night. Jeez, you went there. So, dude, it's horrible, man. You're, you're her boss, bro. What the fuck are you doing? Well, goddamn, pal. Bad dude, man. And like, look, I, I, I haven't liked McMahon since I was a little kid. I, I liked McMahon when he was on commentary when I was a kid. And everything mm-hmm. he's done ever since there has been been shit. I'm not a fan of him at all. I, I think he's a scumbag, and I'm I'm open about saying that. Yeah, just to go full heel on him. You got anything else you want to you want to you want to just dump on him? Oh, there's plenty more I can say, but I'm gonna I'm holding back a little bit. <laughs> so couldn't tell. Yeah, no, couldn't tell at all. <laughs> So when we kind of heard all this, this kind of happened on January 5th. There was rumblings kind of before that. And then you kind of heard Dave talk about it. You kind of heard it through Sean Ross Sapp, Warren Sapp's other brother. And you just kind of heard that, you know, Vince was kind of lurking around and, you know, he's kind of busy doing something. No one really knew what it was, but he was doing something. And then it all kind of comes out in a Wall Street Journal article on January 5th that his plan is in motion and then all hell breaks loose on the 6th kind of ironic back-to-back years we have an insurrection 
on January 6th. No, there wasn't one last year. That was two years ago. Two years ago. Either way. Two out of three. Good order here. Two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) Depends on who you talk to. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure they were both bad. I don't know. (laughs) And so Vince had, what we found out is that Vincent wrote a letter to the board back on the 20th basically trying to get reinstated and that he was coming back for a sale and a media rights deal and that he should be the person involved, which I can agree that yes, while he is majority shareholder, I get all of that, but, and he should have his place at the table to say, yes, like as majority shareholder, we should go in this direction or whatever. But We all have heard for years that Vince lives in an echo chamber, and when there is somebody in that echo chamber that isn't echoing what everyone else is saying, like, they're gone. And it kind of seems like he just was going to figure out a way. He's been living in this echo chamber while he's been away that it's a good idea for him to come back, and this was his way to come back. I think that he's using the media rights deal and the potential sale as his excuse to get back in. So what do you guys have any thoughts? Do you uh, need any more context of what happened in that uh, December 20th letter? No, No, I listened to your pod. I, the whole thing was just legalese. Like McDivitt was typing away Um, the whole time. And that was, and again, like that's the point when you're dealing with these kind of things, they're trying to construct a logical argument. Is as to why something should happen. Is McDivitt still his lawyer or did he get somebody else? I believe he is still the, the last. So when they were talking about the NDAs, McDivitt's name came up. Oh, okay. So I, he might still be. I could be wrong. I'm not his, you know, financer. Um, so it, to me, having <laughs> read a lot of really smart people trying to talk around something, it was very much, okay, this is my kayfabe rationale, for, for lack of a better phrase, as to why I'm coming back. That's the reason I'm going to tell you, and that's the logic I'm going to stand on, but there's a, it, it everybody has a perception of Vince, good or bad, he's a heel, he's not a heel, he's a horrible human, whatever. So you automatically assume that there's, ugly intentions behind it when you see something like that if you read between the lines and you kind of read it and you're used to professional jargon that kind of stuff it just screams i'm doing what i can to get back in this is a card i'm playing and then you guys can do whatever you're going to do with it but this is how we're going that's how i kind of took it i don't know about anybody else what do you think uh i I don't i don't think anybody in the world is dumb enough to think that that he he's, isn't going to try to do everything he possibly can and take over everything he possibly can. And that's the, that's the, that's the real fear that I have with all of it, man. It's just that, you know, look, if they sell it to the investment group in, in, you know, overseas or they sell it to whoever, like, you know, those people want to make money, man. And they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to make, probably not make insane changes to everything that goes on. But at the same time, like, you know, it, it's really more, about his ego than it is about the future protection and security of of his his baby which is the wwe you know and, and it's really 
it's unnerving to see how much one person can wield authority over the lives of so many others. And it's not, it's, it's just not, it's not okay. Well, think about how he structured that company. Like, like he, this thing is structured so that it doesn't matter what anyone does. He's still got final say over everything. Like, yeah, I saw, um, I forget what, what person talked about it, but they talked about how he watched Ted Turner get ousted from his own company. It's Bischoff. Okay, it was Bischoff. Bischoff. I remember hearing about that and and then, you know, the point of it was he insulated himself from that happening because he had the ways and means to do it when they set up and became public. So I, I, I mean, that that's a rational thought to me that he watched that happen and go, "Uh, I don't want that to happen. I also think there is, and it's, I think it's important to talk about here. The idea that if they should go private, those sec investigations go away. I don't think that, I think that plays a non insignificant part in this whole thing. I mean, is that, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if that, I mean, you would think that it would be a time-consuming process to go from public to private, right? I mean, it's not it's not yeah. a snap of a finger, in, as far as I know. I mean, you got to right. pay off all the shareholders, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, they got to pay off everybody, and then like, well, th- I, I guess the whole point for going private is that you don't have to answer anybody anymore. They can do it whatever right. they do. Well, please, they don't have to report earnings. They don't have to right. uh, report shareholders or anything like that. Like, they can just say, "Screw you guys. We're not telling you anything." And yeah, I think that does eliminate the fact that what you mentioned, JC, about the, those investigations, if you go private, they don't have to be public anymore. So none of that has to be shared. You can wipe it all under the rug again with NDAs and you can just keep doing that for as long as you please, because if this was a private company, none of this would be an issue for Vince right now. How many they talked about Go ahead. How many, go ahead. More affair, how many more affairs do you plan on having at 77, bro? Well, apparently, I mean, we must be having more. He was out to dinner with somebody. I mean, I'm, that's pure speculation of if that was a date or not. It looked like a date. For the amount of sleep that man doesn't get, he has a lot of free time, or he has a lot of time on his hands. They said so. that every single day that ever since he, re- he quote-unquote, retired, they said he went into the corporate office every single day went walked right in and went went into the gym for his regular two hours of working out just like as like a presence of saying like yeah i'm still the i'm still the boss like i still own all of this and built all this that's not surprising no scary it is to think about yeah but like it's insane to think about how quickly all of this kind of happened because he it's been like what 70 it was 77 days or something like that in between whenever he retired to him getting back like that's a pretty quick turnaround to form a coup and you know retake over what you were just kicked out of basically but what was the uh, joke they're gonna start a podcast with steph called 29 weeks yeah (laughs) (laughs) imagine the um, yeah we were talking about it last night imagine the uh the you shoot with uh, Shane and Steph, how hilarious that would be! Like how much that would make. They would never, they would never let all of the tricks out of the bag. But ah, yeah. uh, to be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So after Vince wrote that letter on the 20th, the board gave him a response, basically unanimously voting against him coming back in that, you know, they want to work with him, but like we, you shouldn't be brought back here. And I think that it's a really important note that, you know, like this board is head was head by Steph, Nick Khan and triple H among others. And, you know, while Stephanie is still in play, you know, everything is no. And as soon as she gets her resignation in yesterday, all of a sudden, there's a quick vote and a unanimous decision to vote him back in. So after they eliminated, you know, six board members that include everybody that was holding up against him, like that that's a hell of a that's a hell of a takeover. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And a quick one at that, considering that was five, six days. Yep. I can't imagine. He may have had some time sitting around in his own gym, figuring <laughs> out how he was going to do all this and making some phone calls, typing on a computer, probably one key at a time. There ain't no way he's typing on a computer. <laughs> it's always <laughs> text. It's interesting to to speculate, and obviously none of us really know, you know, what yeah. the real situation is. Right, but like, right. you know, the 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 situation, you know, the what's what's the deal between him and Stephanie? Like, do they actually get along with each other? She bailed very quickly <laughs> from uh after after he came back, so that doesn't that doesn't look good, man. They yeah. say that Stephanie is exactly like Vince, so I can see them button heads easily. Yeah, but then again, they always play up like that portrayal of like, well, she's the daddy's girl and all that. That's probably for public perception. Yeah, I don't know what her plan is. I don't. I don't know whether she's got to work or if she's got enough money to never work again. I'm assuming probably never work again. But at the same time, like, what what does she want to do? Like, what what are her aspirations outside of that company? I don't know because what is she? She hasn't done anything outside of the company. Really, I don't think so either. And like, I guess really the only person that's got their hands wiped clean of all this is Shane. Yeah. yeah. Shane's the only person that's completely wiped clean of all of it because apparently, you know, th- this is a s- speculation as well, but he's not reported as a shareholder. It's reported that he sold all of his Class B shares whenever he got out the first time. So I don't know. I bet that's another interesting addition to that, too. So, yeah. And they said Steph has like 5% of the voting shares or something. Yes. So should they sell? She's still in line for just ungodly sums of money yeah a lot of money a lot of money plus what she already has yes i mean all of these uh, so i did hear something today on conrad and this is really interesting because steph stepped down as co-ceo and nick Khan became the main and only ceo of the company apparently there is language written in Nick Khan's contract that he is guaranteed to X amount of dollars if he executes a sale during his contract. Yep. That is in, that is a juicy tidbit of information. And like how much is, how many dollars are in that? Like he said, it's more than a, the AEW TV deal is per year. How much is that a year? 20 I, I don't know. million, something like that. I'm not sure. But oh, wow. they're they're still 
regardless of what happens or who buys it, there's still incentive to, to make this thing profitable and, right. to, and to keep it on TV and to try to get a TV deal or, you know, maybe who knows, man, maybe NBC buys it and they put everything completely on, on, you know, on NBC or maybe Disney buys it or whatever. And they try to put everything on Disney plus. I don't know, but at the same point, like at the same time, like you don't want to, you don't want to tank it. So whoever, whoever buys mm-hmm. this company is not going to just let it go to shit for whatever it is. They want to use it for what, for, for what it is. But look, if it's a, if it's the investment firm from overseas, then so be it. I mean, they own what two premier league teams or, you know, at least one premier league team. And it, it doesn't, it, they haven't destroyed that. Right. So, I, I mean, there's no, there's no incentive to, there's no incentive to spend billions of dollars to buy, a, to buy an entity and then run it into the ground unless you're just incompetent, which I don't think any of these people are. No, you don't get that rich without, you know, you're not, if you're that rich, you're not that stupid. Or maybe you well, are. And I don't think it, the intent is to run it into the ground. I think the idea is that there might be so much fan backlash because of some of the cultural milieu and human rights stuff that is associated with Saudi Arabia that, I mean, there could be talent wanting to leave and walking out there. I mean, people have speculated a lot of stuff. Who knows what actually happens? Let's preface with that. But that that's a real thing too. Like they talked about the, um, the golf league or the golf uh, tour they couldn't get TV rights with all the big names that they got. Yeah. They have mega names. Yeah, and they still couldn't get TV rights. Be- and part of that was, the speculation anyway, again, speculation, was because of who was behind it. Right. So I I think that's, again, a non-insignificant thing to think about. Who knows? And And I was listening to Meltzer this morning about it he said that if you don't get if the wwe doesn't have those big tv rights deals they're not worth <laughs> they're in the red um in terms of you know their bottom line um so should that happen they don't get tv rights now they're talking about cuts and layoffs and i mean so there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of implications again business mind smarter than me i'm just rubbing two brain cells together um, so I don't, you know, I don't know a lot, but well, I think that'll be the first sign that Vince is back in charge, at least more so than what people think is when we start seeing about layoffs and you yeah. start seeing cost cutting and cutting and stuff like that. That's going to be the first sign that we know that he's doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause he already did it once. Who's to say he's not going to do it again. And they just re-signed all of those people back. Most all of those. That's people. what's awful too, Baker is that, you know, he could come mm-hmm. in right now and fire all those people and then die in three months and they all get rehired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because really you've got because you've got one guy, you got one guy who's got a hard on for whatever reason, doesn't like Bronson Reed, even though he's extremely talented. You're hell bent on him dying in three to ten months. Well, hopefully the, the former will hopefully be, you know, better than the latter. But I mean it's look, I, again, it just just know when to say when, man, and know when to walk away and be smart about what the hell you're doing with your life and with the health of your of your baby and your your company, dude. Just be smart enough to do that. And if your if your ego is bigger than that, then we've got a problem. I think we've all known that his ego is so insane that it just it just can't allow him. And he's like what JC said, like he has no work life balance, which is sad. It's really sad. 
And that's, a, that's, a, that's a product of that generation, man. It mm-hmm. is. I agree. And so Vince follows up with them, and he kind of goes along saying, like, <laughs> screw you guys, essentially. Uh, it's I'm going to be the one that's going to come back and do this. And it, one thing that we did miss in the um, in the board's letter is that they apparently have non-public information. So that just tells you right there they got more stuff on him. And it, it's more it's reason, never coming out. <laughs> we're never, we're never going to hear about it now. All the more reason for them to go private so that none of that gets out. Which I can yeah. only imagine what that is. Uh, so, you know, Vince w- comes back in full ego mode and just pretty much drawing the line in the sand that this is how it's going to be. And I just, it's not, it's not surprising, I guess. It's just, I don't, I don't, I guess unexpected. Unexpected, I guess, is a good, unexpectedly expected, I guess, is a better way to say it. <laughs> I don't know how he could get back in, but I mean, clearly, you know, he, he did it very quickly. Yeah. Again, I think it goes back to, he was prepared for if this were to ever happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this was a, I came up with this last minute. I think this was a, again, what do I know? But it seems like to pull off something like that so fast and so efficiently, it feels like it was just sitting there as a, nuclear option yeah and he he turned the key on that and let that missile fly for sure yep kind of what it feels like yeah so vince gets in he instantly institutes bylaws rewriting basically that he is the end-all be-all he gets the final say in any media rights deal or any sale he immediately removes three board members to add Barrios and Michelle Wilson back in, who well, we can talk about them in a second. Meanwhile, two other one, two other board members quit on top of the three that were removed. One of them being the guy that was the lead investigator against Vince. That and then a few days later, Stephanie puts in a resignation. So there's six board members gone. Three have been added back in. So there's three vacancies in the boardroom right now, and Vince's back is executive chairman of WWE board of directors. So it ends up being Laurenitis, Pritchard, and the Brooklyn Brawler as the next three that are put on the board. I'm more of an Abe Knuckleball Schwartz guy. Yeah, we were just talking about that. We were more toyetic. That ruthless aggression figure, that two pack with him and Heenan. We were talking about that the other day, uh, JC. <laughs> that's the kind. Of, that's the kind of quality you need on a, a board of directors for a billion dollar company. <laughs> Can you imagine if Pritchard and uh, got in there on the board? Well, you know, Dude, I mean, well, 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 well. You get, you get the, you get the grapes and and, and, and the mayonnaise, and you make the salad. I mean, salad steel cage. Didn't didn't Barrios and Wilson weren't they the ones that, that were totally against the media rights deals the last time around? Yes. Was they, that why they got fired? Yes, they were fired because of that, and they were. Well, what a good idea to put them back on. Well, they're the trusted. They're supposed yes men, trusted yes men of Vince McMahon. God, 
they were long-standing high executives in the company and they were fired to bring in Nick Khan, which here's a here's another power struggle. You got Nick Khan, who seems like a very big alpha male in the this business world, and then you got Vince McMahon, Barrios, and Wilson, who Vince seems to like want to play both sides of the fence. He doesn't know who who he's gonna pick at this point. But to bring them back, what were they doing all this time? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Enjoying their golden parachutes? Probably. The the only thing that makes, and clearly, you know, Vince, he had to have a buyer in mind. That's the only reason I can think of why it happened so quickly, because he had Saudis in mind, which he probably, he probably spent the 77 days talking to, the, talking to them to get it figured out. So... And the fact I, that I they do, came out too, I, I think I think there's going to be like you guys were saying. There's I think that there's going to be a lot of backlash from that. And look, I think that that Vince is Vince is a perfect example of somebody who probably doesn't give a shit if there is backlash. But I think that there will be backlash that that might might prevent them from selling to that uh, to that entity. That's what I was thinking. That you know they came out today, uh, a high ranking source. That's what was uh, deemed. So who's the, who's the who's the head stooge that came out and said this today? Who's, whose initials were PL? <laughs> Old PL dirt talker. <laughs> they uh, what was that? What was the the guy back in the in the late nineties that was leaking everything from the locker room? Will, uh, Willie the worker. <laughs> I think so. Be I think you're referring Paulie to Jim Cornette. Holly the pile driver is going to be the, <laughs> the new one. The only that I I think uh isn't Dolph Ziggler is I feel like he would is one of the Stooges I feel like he's one of the dirt sheet reporters. Did we just bury Dolph Ziggler with no evidence? Yes. <laughs> I would like it known, Nick Nemeth. I did not bury you. Please don't make I, fun of me in your comedy we show. We love we love Dolph on the pod. We love Dolph Ziggler, friend of the show. Unknowing. What's his brother's name? Ne- uh, Ryan. Ryan. He's gotten a little better. Has he? Yeah, I, I've been I've been watching I've been watching Dark and Elevation the last couple of weeks because I'm an asshole and I hate myself, so I, I've been watching those two shows. And he he's been on there I think the last two weeks, and and he's actually looks like he's gotten a little better. I'm glad. Jokes aside, like I didn't like his stuff on BTE. I don't find it that entertaining. Some I'm sure people do. I don't, but I'm glad he's getting better. Please get better at your craft. But I. It, it, this whole this whole thing is so it's so insane like how how does this i guess we shouldn't be i shouldn't be so surprised but um it is wrestling after all it never is, say never broski it is wrestling uh so apparently like uncle dave and uh warren sapp's other brother said that uh apparently like talent is super pissed and this is all reported this is in like factual. We don't know if this is true or not, but apparently people were ready to walk out if that's the case. And I highly doubt that. But you guys, you don't, you don't think that's real? No, I can I see think, a couple. I can, I can see, see a, a lot of them want to leave. A couple, but I can't see everybody. I don't I can know. See, I can see a lot of them wanting to leave. I can't really. You guys keep mentioning that there's a lot of backlash. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of public backlash, but I don't think it's going to hurt them in the in like. Uh, because people still watch, like, we still watch Crown Jewel. We say we're never going to watch Crown Jewel, and then we end up watching it because, you know, we're just assholes. But I don't know. 
wrestling fans want to watch wrestling, they're going to watch wrestling because they're going to want to watch what they've always watched were conditioned animals. Well, and I think that's the point. I think there will be a small, it'll be the internet wrestling community who will have a backlash. WWE does not care about them. Yeah, but it, it just it depends on how much there's there's public backlash in the sense is it going to hurt the media rights? Yes, that's that's exactly where I was going. In our 2022 culture, that even small groups like that can have a big impact through social media. If there's going to be significant backlash, it's going to be a larger media organization. To me, in my you know forecasting this, it's going to be them not wanting to touch them because of whatever's happening. So I feel like what they would like to do is get whatever they're going to do, get it over with, let it die down, and then do your media rights deal when things are a little less hot button. Yeah, and and I and to back to your point like if they're going to do if they're going to do a media rights deal and they do so to Saudi, like they've already proven with Live that they can't get a rights deal. So how does that's the only thing like that I think prevents them from getting this sale done. And for the fact that these sales, like they're not things that are just like they're they take longer than a handshake to a, a, on an end, writing down figures on a napkin. Like this is going to be like a huge thing that's going to take months to unfold that may or may not have been agreed to. But like, I don't I, I just can't see how like this is going to how they can sell to Saudi. I mean, they can do whatever they want with their company, but at the same time, like I can't see how this gets through all of the hoops to an end point where they win. Well, let's also be clear: it's not they; it's Vince. Well, I meant they. He, he owns the stock, right? Well, I meant they, as in like the Saudis buy it, right? And, and I and I and I think because it's not like an acquisition of a business; it's acquisition of stock from a private human. Yes. So that, but even I saw estimates that anything like that it, it goes to the Saudis, whoever, to get the stock, you know, to pay the stockholders, that sort of thing, would take three to six months. So to your point, it will take a longer amount of time. the The shock and sticker thing, like the 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 stock or the shock on, or I'm sorry, the sticker shock of the whole thing is. You know, right away, oh, my God, they sold to X, Y, or Z. And the rest of it, and they can do a letter of intent or, you know, that sort of thing to start the process. And then it slowly starts to matriculate. And then everybody who follows wrestling is, you know, by the time it's done, they're like, whatever, we're on to CM Punk feuding with, you know, a mirror or something. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. If if they would sell to Saudi, what do you guys think that means for the business? Like, I don't, I don't know. Because it, there's a part of me that thinks that there's so much money behind it at that point that they could truly go worldwide with it and do whatever the hell they want to do with it. Yeah. So there there could be benefit in that sense that they might finally have such unlimited capital that they could just do whatever the hell they want to do. So there, that might be that might be a really good thing, and might might result in an increased roster or more, you know, more promotions popping up. Like the, I know they were talking about doing the NXT Europe and NXT India and all that kind of stuff, but that stuff all kind of got sidetracked at this point. But what if that all gets greenlit because there's just unlimited funds? Then that's a good thing for everybody, right? 
and some talent might not want to be there and they go to another promotion and help build further build an AEW or continue to build an impact a personal favorite of yours they really get wow off the ground oh that'd be i mean what if if they take wow international baby youtube sensation wow i mean you know that but that's kind of the part too that worries me is this like what happens to the women's roster in that sense and and i don't i just don't think that i don't think that if even if they sell it to the investment firm for a ton of money that that investment firm is going to make such drastic changes that they're, that it's going to put it in a perilous situation. And believe it or not, I am not the only person in the world that likes women's wrestling and watches women's matches. So just firing all of them is not beneficial for the company. I don't think that would happen either. I don't think it would either. Not at this point, they might not wrestle in their shows in Saudi, but. Well, they they have been. I mean, they're just. I mean, they're covered up, but they have been wrestling on those shows. Yeah. I just. There, I feel like there's other moving parts too with like their media rights deal already, with like Fox and USA and Peacock. What does that mean for like Mattel, like 2K? Oh, there, there's so many. Like all of their ads already. Like there's so many factors that are just make it so interesting. I mean, what what would it look like if he really did take over creative again? I mean, what would what do you think would happen if he did that? Brooklyn Brawler versus T.L. Hopper. <laughs> I mean, I'm all I'm all for Tony Anthony getting that final paycheck, but it, the you know the the WrestleMania main event is T.L. Hopper, but like I don't I mean I don't think anything changes with Reigns, right? No, he probably would be the champion longer than San Martino. Probably. Austin Theory to the frickin' moon. I mean, what what really would happen creatively if he took over? I mean, other than other than the, the fear of the fear of layoffs, what would happen? I mean, it would go it would go back to where it was a year ago, right? Oh yeah, it would be really bad again. Yeah, it'd be all, it'd be horrible. But who would get who would be who would be prominently positioned at that point? Uh, Reigns would be the yep. yeah. That's pretty obvious. Theory would. I think Cody would. They've talked about that, that the, the plan had changed under Vince, and he was not sold on Rhodes. Of course he wasn't. Such a That's because he's Dusty's kid. Yeah, fuck him. Cody comes out in polka dots and star makeup. If if I swear, if he messes up this WrestleMania for me. That dude, that dude came out to the biggest pop anybody's heard in the WWE in 10 fucking years. Yep. It's a no-brainer. Hated every minute of it, minute of it, but you can't deny. Literally, how hated it, with the but crowd. by the time he made his way down the aisle, I was sold. Yep. And and the uh, the torn peck match that's going to go down. That's going to be on cold opens of shows forever. Oh yes, hundred percent. Yeah, that's going to be that's a defining thing for him, and that's exactly why he did it and hurt himself more while he did it. But like that, that's. At this point, after doing stuff like that, it would be I would be hard pressed to think that he wouldn't get a push. But if he didn't, if he's not into it, like if he's not a Cody Rhodes guy, so but they don't have that big baby face they've always had. But Cody's not in that traditional mold of the super super jacked up, you know, prayers and vitamins, hustle, loyalty, respect, either. Yeah, we haven't had a baby face in twenty years in that company. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a lie. They had they've had Cena, but yeah. Cena, Cena started dying off around like thirteen, fourteen. I would assume, right? But like, yeah. they they can't book baby faces. They only know how to book heat. Not good heat. Go away heat. Well, I think that some of that might actually just be they, <laughs> the booking they were trying to force feed. That that's where the heat came from because they were just trying to push people. Like that's why nobody liked Reigns before he, you know, was sick and then came back. People hated Reigns for ten years. Yeah. yeah, and that wasn't his fault. He was literally doing the job he was asked to do, and he was trying to do it as well as he could. Yeah, but you know, when you get fed suffer and succotash, like the poor guy. You know, what do you want him to do? And now he can come out and feel oozy and it, it works for him, but they had to screw it up for 10 years. They could have, they could have had it right in 15 if they just would have had him, you know, not if they would have had him turn heel at that Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's, you can't keep going to the Lesnar well either, man. Agreed. Oh, he's calling Lesnar and Goldberg right away. I mean, uh, how many more times do we got to watch Goldberg on the fucking show, dude? How many times are we going to see Lesnar do Lesnar versus Reigns? They're on like their 75th match already. <sighs> I don't know. Andretti. Yeah. You were about to be upset. What? Hangman won. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Clean in the middle, buckshot, one, two, I'm not, three. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. <laughs> and then he flipped off someone in the crowd while he was laying there talking to the ref. Hopefully he'll trip on the way up the up the ramp and break <laughs> his goddamn neck. <laughs> He's not wearing gold pants, though. Does that make you feel better? That guy sucks, man. <laughs> it was a good match. I, I looked down and I saw them slapping each other and I was like, man, this there was there was no doubt he was winning that match. Is they're gonna hopefully hopefully they'll feed him to MJF, whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't ever need to see Hangman Page ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> He's got Vince McMahon heat with you. Oh, I'm gonna fast forward that match tonight. Whenever when everybody goes to bed and I watch Dynamite tonight, I'm gonna be holding in the fast forward button while that match is on. You're gonna be fast forwarding the first 18 minutes then. You know who you know who was on um Dark last night? You who you're gonna you're gonna love this baker. Who? Your boy with the white gloves. White <laughs> Matt Taven. Oh yeah. Oh fuck that guy. Fuck him. Him, him and him and uh, Bennett, who looks like shit, and the old lady that is now becoming an old lady. Rest in piss. They should do a mime gimmick with those big white gloves. Dude, they're, they're they're bad, man. I mean, it's look, <laughs> we were we were we were we started off the show saying a lot of really nice things about how we're trying to help indie talent a little bit. Now <laughs> it's just become me. I've gone full heel on everybody who's on a roster at this point. Mark. <laughs> hopefully, they put, hopefully Vince pushes Baron Corbin to the moon, and Miz. Hopefully, Miz gets another. As long as, as, long as he's happy, Corbin. If we can push Happy Corbin to the moon, we just do that. Uh, I have to see JBL's baggy suit on my television. <laughs> I'm gonna be real upset. Listen, we all know JBL is the best damn wrestler there ever was, and ever he's was. a wrestling god. He told you himself. Exactly. Friendly. Ever needed tips on how to uh, harass someone? I'll ask JBL. <laughs> He'd be a dead re- dude. Imagine JBL on the board in there. I mean, he would. He would probably. <laughs> make, he would make more sense than a lot of the other ones do. That would actually. Wow. He might set a land speed record for most offensive things said in thirty seconds. 
I mean, look, he, look. I know I'm talking a lot of shit on Vince and hoping he falls down the steps and all that kind of shit. But this is the thing, <laughs> that is, man, is like you're 77 years old, man. Like, how, how much longer are you gonna are you gonna hold everybody hostage? I don't know. He's just turning the keys of the hostage situation over to the Saudis. I don't yeah. know. Hopefully, I don't know. I, I, you're not wrong. Hopefully, hopefully you are. But I mean, you might you might not be. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to see where it goes, though. We got a lot of stuff coming up with we got we got the Royal Rumble coming up in a couple weeks. I mean, we're going to kick off WrestleMania season, so we'll see where it falls. I mean, well, maybe maybe they have an acquisition done by WrestleMania. I mean, what did uh, Bobby Winter say last night? You you and I might be going farther to, for WrestleMania than what we thought. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite direction. The opposite we might be going to Riata for WrestleMania. I ain't going there for WrestleMania. <laughs> Sorry. You already got me to SoCal. I'm staying there, brother. John's an upper body guy. If he has to wear a full body suit, yeah, listen, he's going to be real mad and he can't show off the guns. Listen, this is strictly <laughs> body business, and that's what I'm in for. And you know what? If I can't – what is the weather like uh, there in L.A.? In, it's been raining really hard the last couple of days, but today it's been pretty good. <laughs> what will it be like WrestleMania? Probably – nice every day perfect not super pro- probably not super hot probably like 70s or 80s perfect does reliant stadium have a roof it's uh so far it's got reliant, like a- reliant's in uh houston right yeah no i was i, I was thinking las vegas i'm completely lost my That's damn mind so you're at sofi is there a roof in sofi there's a roof, but they but the wind can still blow in from the sides, which is what happened during the national championship game. Ah, uh, gotcha. Oh, I heard about that. That there was like rain on the field, and everyone was wondering how it was getting in. But that's just because it's only it's is it kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a oh, is double is Jeff Jarrett on TV right now? No, Adam Cole is. Nah. Yes. He is back, baby. Is he wearing a neck brace? No. Big. That's a great. Looks fully movie. healthy. Looks like he just recorded a single with he a bunch like of his just, friends. Looks like he just got off the set of Con Air. Dude, that's a that's a classic. Do not disrespect. The, I was no. I'm I'm digging the it. Nick Cage so look good. he's got going on. Hey, I got one. I just read an article today that Nicholas Cage is going to be in a western for the first time in his career. Let's go. I'm. Let's I'm go, so dude. I'm all in on that. I love westerns. Me too. John Baker, big Western guy. Yes, big Western guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, Baker, when when the when the Dolphins get their ass kicked this weekend, and you're out of content for the That's So Dolphins podcast, they are gonna gonna, we're going to have to figure out what we're doing over the summer. Western we're reviews. We're going to be doing. We're going to be doing top ten westerns. We're gonna all do like uh, top ten places to eat in Valentine and Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> dude, I would be all about talking about that game, dude. If you want to jump into jump into some little. Uh, Little Red Dead, little Red Dead podcast. We could definitely do that. Absolutely. We have to do our fantasy fed too. I know. Shit, we got it. We should plan that. Well, you, you're hearing it now. We're we're working on planning. Uh, Hot shots, wrestling alliance. No run-ins for Dustin. Andretti. I'll cut that out. <laughs> cares. <laughs> Who cares, man? Uh, but uh. With that, make sure you download, you rate, you review, you rescribe, you subscribe, not rubscribe. I don't even know what that is. 
her scribe. Are we done? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you guys want to talk about. I, I don't know. Fire, I was going to fire. We'll watch a little uh, Adam Cole, baby. He's on the mic ski. All right, fine. I'm going to go eat anyway. <laughs> what I've been doing that the whole time. What a dismount. I'm going to eat. <laughs> but with that, make sure you download, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on Twitter at the underscore Podski, Instagram, the underscore Podski, Facebook at the Podski with John Baker. And we will see you next time on the Podski.